Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 215 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading 1 Corinthians chapter 4 today and our focus is on what is the business of the church and how is the kingdom of God not about talk but power. Thanks for joining us everybody. Every day we read through the Bible and we discuss it. Our website is Bible2021.com. You can contact us there in every episode, which again is daily, has a page with a complete transcript and show notes. So do check out the website. That's the best way to subscribe to the show. Uh, or you can go to your favorite podcast app. I would ask you, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing the show with your friends and family. Today, we get yet another metaphor for carrying the kingdom of God forward. When Jesus first called his disciples, he used the metaphor of fishing. He said to the guys, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Later on, he used the metaphor of farming, with the word of God being likened to a seed and people being likened to the ground that the seed was planted in. And yesterday in 1 Corinthians 3 that we went through, Paul used that metaphor saying he was the one who planted the seed of God's word into the soil of the Corinthian people and that his friend Apollos was the one who figuratively watered that word in those people by teaching them more and more about Jesus and the word of God. Planting and watering produced growth in the Corinthians. They went from bare soil to maturing plants that were beginning to bear fruit. Now, he's going to switch metaphors again on us to something his listeners would also understand, comparing his and Apollos' efforts to building a house. That happened yesterday. We discussed it. Paul was the one who laid the foundation of the house, metaphorically representing the initial teaching of Jesus in his life, his crucifixion, his resurrection, and his offer of salvation by grace through faith. And that foundation, as we found out yesterday, will always be the same. It's Jesus and what Jesus has done. And Apollos built on that foundation with several other teachings from God's Word. And that gets us to our chapter today, where we have yet another metaphor. And this metaphor is also borrowed from Jesus, because the thing about Jesus was, he was the master of metaphors. He used them over and over again to help his disciples and his followers learn about the kingdom of God. And Paul says, that he and his team are like managers of a house for an owner or managers for a business, uh, of a business for an owner. And we see it in 1 Corinthians 4, 1, the first verse. A person should think of us in this way, says Paul, as servants of Christ and managers of the mysteries of God. In this regard, it is required that managers be found faithful. So a minister, pastor, leader, or mature follower of Jesus is also like a manager of the mysteries of God. God is the owner of the house, the business, whatever. And we are the managers that are running the business on behalf of the owner. Which reminds me of my new favorite parable, the parable of the minas in Luke chapter 19, in which Jesus gives us some details on exactly the kind of business that we as managers are running. And it's not a money-making business, it's a people-multiplying business. In the parable of the minas, which we see in Luke 19, 
Jesus is like a businessman, he says, who gives his servants money to invest and multiply and then goes away. When that businessman returns, he expected the servants to have multiplied his money. The ones who did that, who go about his business, are greatly rewarded. And the ones who don't do that, who completely ignore his call to multiply and do his kingdom business, are put out of his employ. They're cast away. Again, That's a parable. It's not about making money. It doesn't literally mean that Jesus wants to be in a business to multiply money, but that he's calling us into his kingdom business of multiplying people, which, of course, echoes a call to fruitfulness and multiplication we see all throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, including the first command God ever gave to human beings, which was Genesis 1.28, be fruitful and multiply the earth. God cares about people. He cares about reaching people. He wants us to reach people, not so we can have big numbers or anything like that, but so more people, people matter. So more people can be saved and in his kingdom for eternity. Well, let's read our chapter and then we're going to discuss exactly how the kingdom of God is about Not about talk, but about power. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. A person should think of this in in this way, as servants of Christ and managers of the mysteries of God. In this regard, it is required that managers be found faithful. It is of little importance to me that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I don't even judge myself, for I am not conscious of anything against myself, but I am not justified by this. It is the Lord who judges me. So don't judge anything prematurely before the Lord comes, who will both bring to light what is hidden in darkness and reveal the intentions of the hearts. And then praise will come to each one from God. Now, brothers and sisters, I've applied these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, so that you may learn from us the meaning of the saying, nothing beyond what is written. The purpose is that none of you will be arrogant, favoring one person over another, for who makes you so superior? What do you have that you didn't receive? If, in fact, you did receive it, why do you boast as if you hadn't received it? You're already full. You're already rich. You've begun to reign as kings without us, and I really wish you did reign so that we could also reign with you, for I think God has displayed us, the apostles, in last place like men condemned to die. We have become a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to people. We are fools for Christ, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. Up to the present hour, we are both hungry and thirsty. We are poorly clothed, roughly treated, homeless. We labor, working with our own hands. When we are reviled, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we respond graciously. Even now, we are like the scum of the earth, like everyone's garbage. I'm not writing this to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children, for you may have countless instructors in Christ, but you don't have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. This is why I have sent Timothy to you. He is my dearly loved and faithful child in the Lord. He will remind you about my ways in Christ Jesus, just as I teach everywhere in every church. Now, some are arrogant, as though I were not coming to you. But I will come to you soon, if the Lord wills, and I will find out not the talk, but the power of those who are arrogant. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. What do you want? Should I come to you with a rod or in love and a spirit of gentleness? Amen. 
Well, George Mueller, as I've talked about before, is one of my heroes. He was a man of great faith and great prayer, living in the 1800s. He was the first to begin orphanages in the United Kingdom, despite the fact that he was actually an immigrant from Germany. The orphanages under his leadership cared for thousands of orphans, despite Mueller never personally asking for donations. Now, he meticulously recorded answered prayers in his life, literally thousands of them. When he was a young man, barely a Christian, he was going through a time of financial struggle and spiritual doubt, and an anonymous German, a person who did not know him at all, sent him some money to help, and it turns out there was an amazing letter attached to that gift. This letter has what I consider to be one of the single best explanations of what we just read in 1 Corinthians 4, where Paul says the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but power. Now, most Christians, when they hear that phrase, they tend to think of miracles and miraculous moves of God and power to lead, I guess, and things like that. And I suppose some of those may be true, at least to a small degree, but I actually think our anonymous letter writer has an even better grasp of just exactly what Paul is talking about there. So this letter writer, whose name we don't know, writes this. Hold fast the faith which God has given you by his Holy Spirit. It is the most precious treasure in this life, and it contains in itself true happiness. Only seek by watching and prayer more and more to be delivered from all vanity and self-complacency, by which even the true believer may be ensnared when he least expects it. Let it be your chief aim to be more humble and faithful and quiet. May we not belong to those who say and write continually, Lord, Lord, but who don't have him deeply in their hearts. Christianity consists not in words, but in power. There must be life in us. For therefore, God loved us first that we might love him in return, and that loving we might receive power to be faithful to him and to conquer ourselves, the world, distress, and death. May his spirit strengthen you for this, that you may be an able messenger of his gospel Amen. Well, I think that's fantastic. The power is not power to rule, power to do amazing and mighty things. Again, that might be part of it. But I think ultimately the power is the power to be faithful to him, to conquer our flesh, to conquer the ways of the world, to conquer the distress that comes on us from time to time, and to conquer death. Amen. Good letter. Dear German Anonymous Friend, let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of August. It's several verses, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 6, which says, Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Amen. Well, good day to you, friends. We'll see you tomorrow, and Godspeed.